0: New concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Reach your full potential. Reach your full potential. Small win, small win, small win. Keep your momentum going. The Success One Hundred and One Podcast.
1: And something I've been harping on recently is this idea of paying attention. And I'll tell you what I mean. When you're a parent or you're a spouse, or let's say you're single, but you're going through work, you can just resign yourself to being like, this is what life is, right? So as a parent, you can be like, oh, you know, it's, it's the terrible twos, right? Or the whatever they call the threes, right? He's, oh, it's just the phase. And this is the way that it is. And you can just decide that this is just life, right? Like where you can decide like, oh, I'm a parent. And that means I don't get any sleep. And that's just how it is. And you know these kids are this age and they're terrible and they don't listen and this is how it is and they act out and this is how it is and work sucks and that's how it is and you can just decide that's what it is and then become powerless, right? Just say, oh, you know, I'm a victim of this circumstance and that's just how it is. Or sure. you can really pay attention. And so what I mean by that is you can say, you know, I got this is an example from a very early podcast. It was like I think it was like second episode of Slow Hustle. And this is a very, I'll paint the picture of paying attention. So my buddy, Zach, who I just saw recently, he's out of Vegas and he's running a startup and it was super stressful. And he found himself, Wednesdays were like his ultimate low. Wednesdays, he would come in, he couldn't focus, he couldn't pay attention. He's pacing back and forth from the desk to the water cooler. And he could have just decided like, that's the way the weeks go. That Wednesdays were his low moment and that's just how it is. Or he decided to say, you know what? I've burned it so hard Mondays and Tuesdays that by Wednesday, I've got nothing left. And the, the way that I can refill my tank is by taking Wednesday mornings off and decided just to ride my motorcycle up into the mountains. He's taken a couple hours and he comes back and he's refreshed and he can get back at it and have, you know, a quote unquote Monday, right? So just as much mental bandwidth as he had on the on the actual Monday, he can have another day his Wednesday afternoon that is like super, super fired up. And so that to me is an example of paying attention. Don't resign yourself to just feeling a certain way or being a certain way, but instead take some action. So it's one thing to write it all down, to categorize it, and then to take action and say, how can I get rid of the bad? You're not ever gonna get rid of all of it, right? This is, that's why it's called life. And, but you get rid of as much as you can. How do I get more of the good? So some of the things that jazzed you up, some of the things that fired you up, things that were great and exciting and motivating and inspiring, how do I have more of that? So that to me is the paying attention part. There's never like you never get to the end. Like you never you're never like, oh, that was my last email forever. Like it's just right. never stopped. There's no bottom. And so stop operating in life like you're gonna get to the end. Get to the finish line. Cause it does it's not there, right? And so I'll tell you what I mean. Like you you power through and you're like inbox zero. And you're going to get through these phone calls and you're like, let me squeeze one more thing in before I leave the office as if you're going to finish, right? Like you're going to be done. And then you get home and then you get to work the next day and there's a big pile of work that's there that's accumulated overnight, right? Right. There's no end to it, but we're running around, we're frazzled, we're like, you know, manic. I don't know what another phrase would be as if we're going to hurry up and finish. And so how that's helped me is like, I'll end the day. Let's say I was planning on being done at five or four thirty or whatever it is, and I'll just tell myself like if, if I don't if I feel like I didn't get as much done as I was planning on doing it, which you know most days don't go as planned. But if you have a system, which we can talk about morning routine if you want to, I could harp on that for days oh, yeah. and days and days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you, so you can have more higher likelihood of having a day go your way. But most you know some days they don't go your way. I've come to the to the process where when I if I finish a day you know, and I end my work day at the time I wanted to, and it didn't go the way I wanted to, I tell myself, we'll just try again tomorrow. We'll just try again tomorrow. Like today's over. It went the way that it went. I can't do anything about it. I didn't get to the bottom because it doesn't exist. It's not there. We'll just try again tomorrow. And instead, because before I would try to finish, like if I had five things on my list and I only got to three, I would force myself to finish those other two. And here's the thing. You don't put out your best work then. You don't put out your best work when your tank's completely empty. You don't put out your best work when you needed to be home at 5 and now it's 7.30. You don't do it, right? And now, don't get me wrong. There are times when you need to stay late and grind it out. There are times. But you know what? That's not every day. And it's most of the time, time it's not the case where it needs to get done this freaking moment, right? Most of the time, that's not how it is. And so if we stop operating in that capacity, I think we'd be less frazzled. We'd be more slow, right? And the thing that I think about that I'll try to illustrate here is like, you think of the ups guy or gal and they run around like crazy and they empty that truck out but in the morning that thing's full again like there is no end to packages or you can use you you can use fedex you can use post office whatever like they run around and they hurry up and they get all those packages delivered and you know what they're just more tomorrow you know like
0: there's no end of it there's no bottom i'm a little bit upset guys i don't get upset very often I'm a little bit upset because I've had a lot of people writing in over the last two weeks, especially as quarter one was wrapping up and now has ended saying, I didn't hit my goals. It's my own fault. I know why I didn't. I should have done this, that, or the other. And the theme that I got from it is it looks like everybody writing in has the solution in their message to me. I didn't do this, this, and this. I didn't hit my goals. Okay. So. A lot of what we're going to talk about this morning is why you didn't hit your goals in quarter number one, what we can do to help you get better in quarter number two. But I'm a little on edge this morning because I want to deliver a strong message that does not have a lot of emails coming in at the end of quarter two saying, I know what I did wrong. It was this, this and this. If you know it, it's like we say all the time, you've got the answers already in front of you. We just need to hardwire that in and lock that in. Number one thing, it's to take charge of your life. You know, extreme ownership, Jocko Willink, the book that I've told you guys that I've been reading through has taught me so much about how leaders take charge for the things that are going wrong in their life. Even if there's huge, huge evidence pointing to other people on your team or people you're coaching or whatever that you're mentoring, whatever that you can point to, you've got to take ownership for that. And if you look at the top successful people out there who are reaching their goals and who are hitting the things that they want to do, you just see that you see extreme ownership. But guys, you've got to know that we are never, and you and I've talked about this before, but we're never going to hit the goals or the rewards or the measurements that we want if we're walking around blaming everybody else or more importantly, blaming our, our circumstances, Mm -hmm. right? So that's number one is you've got to take ownership of this. If you're going to move forward from quarter two to the end of the year, you've got to know that you've got to have ownership of it. The second thing, probably one of the bigger things, even possibly than ownership or before you can get there is just clarifying or being very clear on your values. Most people out there, if you ask them, who are you? What are your values? What are your defined purposes in life? Make a list. They could write down some buzzwords, you know, integrity, leadership, whatever. But it's like define that as it actually relates to you. Many people couldn't do it. Yeah they would not be able to do it. So we've got to take the time to really sit down and map out those values, which is then what? It's going to lead to our big defined purpose. And that doesn't have to be just one thing, right? That could be many things. It could be business, family, personal stuff that you're trying to accomplish, but we've got to get our definite or our defined purposes out there and ask yourself that question that we talk about a lot here. What is the number one thing that if you were able to hit it would absolutely move the needle tremendously on the next three months going forward, yep. and I just find that most people aren't taking a step back to really do that. Mm-hmm. You know, month in and month out. So you get out to a certain point down the road, and you realize, hey, I haven't hit those, I haven't hit those goals. And I think you know a lot. We talked a lot about in the twelve week year having a a healthy imbalance in the things that we really have to accomplish. So instead of trying to accomplish fifteen things, you know, in the next three months, we're going to try to accomplish one or two that are essential to being really successful. That is something I did not do well the last 12 weeks. Yeah. I was still in this mindset of I can do all of these things and I can do them all well and that lends itself to mediocrity. Well, you're in the majority. You know, it's (laughs) it's most people out there. You've, you hit the nail on the head there. You've got to figure out how to get, not even perfect, but just get good. Yeah. Just get good at figuring out what that definite or defined purpose for different segments of your life or different segments of what you're trying to do is going to be. Because if you don't have that, then you're just winging it. Yep. And what we've got to do is we've got to measure our progress on top of that. Okay. So if you hear the theme of all of these things that I'm mentioning here, the resounding message is focus. Yep. It's all around figuring out who you are, what your values are, owning that, taking charge of that, knowing that you don't want to be back in the same place. Defining that question for different areas of your life of what is the number one thing that I can do over this course of time, whether it be a day, a week, a quarter, whatever that would, I know that if I hit it, it would absolutely move the needle toward my definite purpose. And then you've got to measure that, that which is tracked, that which is measured is accomplished. Yep. You guys hear that over and over. We've got to make a plan of action. We've got to measure it. And then most importantly, we've got to persist until we succeed.
1: So there's a book called The One Thing, and I think you had Jay Jay on the show, I think, right? I did. I did. All right. So Jay would probably give you a very similar answer. I'm guessing not to put words in his mouth, but they're not focusing on the right things. They're not getting to the things they need to get to because their focus is in the wrong direction, right? And so this, to me, also goes back to morning routine and setting a precedence. So we should probably go there in a second. But I'll tell you that the financial advisor in this example is not getting to the things they need to get to and they're saying, "Hey, I'll do better tomorrow" because they front-loaded their day with the wrong stuff. They front-loaded their day with busy work. And so, before I read one thing, which I read this last summer and, you know, Jay's been on the show and we've got some fun stuff coming up with those guys, but I was very, very effective. Batching time, blocking out the schedule, phone on airplane mode. You fill in the blank, like I was doing it. However, I was being very effective on the wrong things. And see, that person, that that picture you painted, that person could be doing a lot of stuff. They could be checking things off the to-do list like crazy, but they're the, they're the wrong things. There's are stuff that shouldn't have been on the list to begin with. Or those are the things that should be getting left to last at the end of the day and maybe not being completed, right? So there are things that maybe need to be done, but not done right now.
0: The other big thing, guys, is self-trust, and I'm not just talking about self-belief. I think there is a difference there, even though it could be one and the same. It's self-trust, even if you don't believe many times that you're capable of doing what you are stepping up to the plate to do, which the argument there would be, as we've talked about, most of you are, most of you have a lot more ready to rock and roll with than you think you do as far as tools in the tool belt, but self-belief many times can be very low on the thermometer scale. Whereas self-trust in that moment can still be really high. Yeah. And the difference between the two, I think, is huge in helping us hit our goals because self-trust is just the fact that I've locked it in, that even if I'm running around sometimes like a chicken with my head cut off trying to figure out how to get all this stuff accomplished, I've got the attitude and the mindset of the fight through. I may not know exactly how I'm going to accomplish this. I may not know exactly what you know level of accomplishment that I'm going to hit here, But I trust myself to not only fight through, but to also stick with the systems that I've set up, even if I can't see the end result just yet.
1: It's interesting.
0: Yeah. So think about it that way, guys. Self-trust, and that's that's if you've got the fight in you, right? (laughs) Self-trust, not self-belief. And that's what Brian Tracy says is the foundation of greatness, is that self-trust. When you guys start thinking about self-trust, it's got to be around, again, the fight-through Some of that's going to be grit, right? But some of it's also just going to be working smarter and not harder, which comes back to your systems. So we've got to map out things in our mind. We've got to brainstorm. You know, he says this could be one of the single most important things as far as your measurement of success is taking the time, the pause, as he calls it, taking the time to step back and really assess where you are and not ask yourself, do I believe I can do this thing now by December that I have fallen short on from January to March but do I trust myself to keep fighting? And I think that's a lot more valuable than most people think it is.
1: So to me, it's less about the apps and more about the process. And so I'll tell you kind of what I've been doing and continuing to refine, and I fail every once in a while more than I'd like, but more often than not, this is the process that I follow. My calendar has on it what, I, what I've said on it maybe a, you know two, three, four, maybe even a week in advance what I want to get done I call it my big rocks. like what is it that I want to get done that day that is critically important that if I get that done, I don't care how the rest of the day goes. like this day has been a success, right So that's on my calendar already. I don't get up in the morning and say oh what is my big rock for the day or what's most important for me to get done today? It's already on there because I already set it on there. okay? And then the other thing is is being very, very militant about putting things on my calendar otherwise. So whether it's a schedule, a meeting this schedule, is a phone call, you know, any of that stuff? I try to schedule those in the afternoon, if at all, right? And so I try to ask myself, like, is this a meeting I really need to take? Is this a phone call that I really need to take? And, and I'll give you a quick example of that. Like, this happens to all of us. We'll have an email interaction back and forth. Let's say it's a salesperson for a software you're considering. And they'll say, hey, can we jump, jump on a phone call? And I'll ask myself, like, is this even ready for a phone call? Do I have all the information I need to warrant a phone call? And very often you do not. Right. They want to get you on a phone call right. for, for their obvious reasons. Right. They want to close the sale. However, yeah, sell it. Yeah. A lot of times I'm like, wait a minute, I don't know how much this costs. You haven't answered all my questions yet. Not ready for a phone call yet, but please answer these questions and they can answer those and you can read those at your leisure and then you can decide whether you want a phone call. So I just try to be really, really careful about what goes on my calendar. I try to keep, you know, treat my calendar as being very sacred. Um, And that's why on there every Friday at noon, I have scheduled one-on-one time with one of my kids, right? That's sacred. That's wow. a sacred time that I'm going to spend with one of my kids. Maybe we'll go out to lunch. Maybe we'll go for a walk or a run or whatever it is. Maybe we'll just go sit by the beach and talk. But that's like sacred time. And so I think- And your that, oldest is around like eight or nine, I believe, not, right? Yeah, Yeah, nine. Yep, that's right. It's nine all the way down to two. And so, um, and so it's just one of these things where like we get very willy-nilly. Like I live by my calendar- and I used to put like anything and everything on the recurring stuff. No big deal. Like I didn't really care. But if you treat that calendar sacred and protect your like, I have in my I read a goals list every morning, and one of the things in my goals is like protect my schedule to the death. Like this, this schedule is <laughs> sacred, right? It's that one hour phone call could derail your whole entire day. So what, do you really, really want to put it on there? Like, is it that important, right? Okay. But back to the the process, I try to block out. You know, as founders, we can do this. Maybe as an employee, it'd be a little bit more difficult. So you'd have to maybe adjust the time period here. But up until lunch, I treat it as super sacred. No phone calls, no emails. I try to keep my phone on airplane mode as long as possible. So there's no text
0: messages. My computer's on do not disturb. And so I can really, really... So you're not even throwing the phone in do not disturb mode like a lot of people do. And they think that's a breakthrough. But then when they finally turn it back on, there's all these messages on there that have been coming through in the background. You're saying... Take a step further, go all the way to airplane mode. All the the way to airplane.
1: I just talked to my wife about this the other day. I'm like, here's the phone number to the coffee shop. So if it is truly emergency. That's awesome. Call the coffee shop, right? And tell them that you need to talk to me right now. Because I I always get worried. I'm like, oh, airplane mode. What about my wife? What about the kids? What if there's like an emergency, right? Call the coffee shop. Here's their phone number, right? And so like, because here, I mean, you think about this. How often? So listener, think about this for a minute. When was the last time you just put your head down and just plowed through work with no distractions, no phone call, no text, no email, no social media, nothing, nobody popping in your office? When was the last time you did it? You probably can't remember. Yeah, exactly. But so much meaningful, ridiculous work could be done. You think about that, that's that person you just talked about, that they get to the end of the day and they didn't get their real work done, the stuff they were supposed to get done, the stuff that is statistically proven to like, give them higher likelihood of success in their career. Now, if they locked themselves in an office and they did what I just talked about, and let's say their their deal was they had to make twenty phone calls in a day and they just got those twenty phone calls out of the way with no other interruptions, how much more likely would they be successful at that at that in that career, in that job?
0: And there's two really key questions he asked in that book that I was so glad I went back and revisited number one is what are your three most important things to get done tomorrow? So for us, we have a phrase in our business called post and plan. We post our activity from today. What clients did we work with? What did we accomplish? What did we get done? Tie up the loose ends at the end of the day. But then we also plan for tomorrow. We plan out what tomorrow is gonna look like and the things that we need to do. Same idea here. What are the three most important things that we have to get done tomorrow? And then the second question is, what is your one must. That bright, shining, you know, right in your face light that is evident that is the most important thing you could get done tomorrow. Similar to what I said a second ago with Brian Tracy, which is what is the most important thing you could ask yourself during any given time period that you know would move the needle? It's the same idea. What is the one must? So think about it. Three most important things for tomorrow. And what is the big one must glaring thing? And that could be different, you know, that could be something different than what made it on your three important things list, because it is the most important thing that needs priority behind it. It's incredible how so much of what we talk about is just central truth, truth, you know, that just runs underlining like in every theme, you know, it's like maybe the dialogue is a little bit different, but the theme is exactly the same, you know, what have we said before, nothing new under the sun, Yeah, right? It's all the same stuff. And for most of you guys out there, and I was this way for a long time, it is so much about getting in your own way and working so much harder than you have to, than we all have to. Yeah. I mean, I think about it as a dad now for my kids, you know, it's, it's, you have different relationships with different people. I have different relationships with my family than I do with you, than I do with my clients, than I even do with my kids, right? Even though they're part of my family, it's just, it's a different dynamic being a dad. You're getting a taste of that now. And once you start communicating with Bear, You'll kind of start seeing that, you know, come to life as his personality develops. But, you know, if there's one thing that I can teach my daughters over time is just how can I start helping them at a young age work so much? And I wouldn't even say smarter, not harder as, you know, young people in this world, but just easier. Let's not struggle through so much stuff the way we do as humans. Yeah. Let's make it easier. Let's get all of the emotion out of it when it comes to just fighting with ourselves and making stuff harder and let's just, let's just go out and get the job done, but let's do it in a smart way. And I think that's what successful people are doing out there. Mm -hmm. How much easier is it to stick with your goals when you know that you've got clearly defined systems and progresses, clearly defined systems to help with your progress is set up to where you don't have to muscle that load. And I did that for so long, just, just shouldering the whole thing. And then realizing that, wow, I've just been really wrestling with myself, not even really with this thing that's in front of me, because it's actually pretty easy. Mm -hmm. So I hope the same thing for you. I hope the same thing for all of you guys. It's just that, you know, with kids out there especially or whatever, is just that we all get in this mode of working a lot easier. There's nothing wrong with the hustle. There's nothing wrong with working really hard and it's noble. But why are you working so hard? And are you doing it out of a fear mentality? Or are you doing it out of an abundance mentality, knowing that at some point you can shut it off and be totally okay with that, because tomorrow you're going to come right back and pick it up again, and you're okay with that, and you rest in that, but yet you're time blocking, you're putting in the big rocks, as you mentioned, there are certain times you can do things, certain times you can't. It's just such a strong message. As we get ready to wrap up the podcast here, Peter, I feel like I could go on for like 10 hours with you. We mentioned a couple of tools uh, Hmm. as far as just more so as the process type tools, like you said, the big rocks writing down, I know you're big on, um, on brain dumping, journaling, those sort of things that we mentioned. Is there anything else that you're using tangible things that people can pick up today as far as journals, apps, any of those things that I mentioned earlier that you have found super helpful besides focus at will?
1: Yeah. And I don't know about a specific process or a specific app, but I will tell you another, another very nearly daily practice as I work through these visualizations, right. And I'll give you a couple different examples. One is a positive visualization, which we've all heard, and uh, for me, it is a file in Evernote that has some pictures of the family and I in situations where I can remember and I can smell what it felt like, right? So there's a picture of us with the RV on the beach, and there's a picture of us walking through New New Orleans. Um, there's There's a picture of us in the petrified forest, and I can feel the sun, I could smell the air. I can remember what it was like to be there with my family because it reminds me when I look at this on a daily basis. It reminds me of like what was in, what's important, right? And it's the it's freedom, it's autonomy, it's an ability to travel, it's an ability to spend time and new yeah, experiences so with important. my family, right? There's also a negative visualization which seems weird and some people think it's this really really kind of quacky thing that I do, but it's this kind of the stoic philosophy. I think I learned it from Ryan Holiday, if I recall correctly, but. It's this idea of sitting for a few moments and thinking about what if the worst happened, right? And so for me, it's like, man, if one of my kids got cancer or, or my wife got super sick, right? Something just really incredibly bad happened. And the reason I think about that is it immediately puts me in this perspective of like, man, no matter what happens today, no matter if I, all the companies completely failed and I had this kind of job moment per se... I would be so grateful for my family and, and what we have, right? And then the other idea is <laughs> if somebody approached, if this happened, right? This is kind of crazy. If something like this happened and somebody approached you and said, hey, if you gave up everything, all your material possessions, all the money in your bank accounts, all your vehicles, everything, and then this you know, situation would go away, let it's cancer or whatever it is, you'd give it up in a heartbeat. Right. Like you wouldn't even think about it. And if, so, if that's the case, that shows you like, right there that frames it up. It's like, what's most important? All this crap that we try to accumulate and this material wealth, right? or the good stuff, the family, the friends, the spouse, the kids, whatever it is. there you know the answer. And so if that's the case, then sure. you can grind, you can hustle. you can do whatever you want. You want to grow this business. Cool, It's totally noble and awesome. But just remember it's not that important,
0: and that's such an awesome, awesome message. Thanks so much for reminding us what's important out there. and you know, we know those things and, It's just we still get caught up in the busyness and just the demands around us. So you've got such a great, great message for people. And I know uh, as we try to steer more people over to your website and the Slow Hustle podcast and those sort of things, where are the best ways people can connect with you? Which, by the way, I'll kind of stop here for a second. I signed up for your newsletter earlier today. And no joke, as we're sitting here on the podcast, you're... (laughs) Your automatic you know email comes through that's like drinking jet fuel for breakfast surefire win number one i'm like yes i've got the i've got the <laughs> recipe here so i'll link all of that up in uh in show notes so obviously you believe in that because it's your very first email that goes out after somebody's on your uh, your email list here but where can we find your podcast your website other tools and uh and resources that we can just get better at slowing down but also making it count during the times that we need to
1: yeah, Slow Hustle everywhere, man. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, slowhustle.com, obviously put the site and show notes and episodes and archive and all that good stuff. They can text Slow Hustle, all one word, to 44222, and that'll get them on that 12-part email um, called 12 Surefire Ways to Win the Day, which has jet fuel and morning routine and all this good stuff that we talked yeah, we about. Yeah, which is what I just did a earlier. bunch more stuff, so... so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd love it if they joined in on that if they like. And um, I appreciate you uh, giving me the time to share the word with you, man.
0: Yeah, that's great. Thanks so much for doing what you're doing. I look forward to linking all of this up to so where people can find you more easily and just get control of their day and uh, wish you the most success going forward with you and your family as uh man. I know I know you're not perfect. You don't have this master to the nth degree and you'll always be working on it. But I think you're way ahead where most people want to be. And so we can learn a lot from you. So thanks so much, Peter. And, uh, we appreciate all the time you gave and I look forward to your continued success. I appreciate you, brother. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, I hope you took a ton of notes about how to stay on the hustle, but also how to slow down and make the most memorable moments in life count to the fullest. If you guys would like to connect directly with me, the best way to do so is email at success101podcast.com or catch me in the world of social media on the Success 101 Podcast Facebook page or Instagram under the name at Success 101 Podcast. I hope you guys are already rocking quarter two of 2017, and I cannot wait to get your comments on how you're maximizing your full potential. I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Success 101 Podcast. Until then.